Welcome to Rag Bag. My name's Frank Burton, aka Lazarus Newman. Thanks to everyone who's given their opinion on my change of name and potential change of personality, including those of you who didn't like it. I really don't mind. We're all friends here. Welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm Lazarus Newman. And on the subject of, um, I don't know, learning and um, growing as a person and stuff, I'd like to tell you a story about Frank, the old me. Really, it's a story about learning how to behave like a decent human being. This is something that took place a good few years ago, when I was a properly young man, you know. And looking back now... I'd be tempted to describe what happened as the first step on the road to becoming the person I am today. The first step towards Lazarus. Or not. Just, you know, listen to the story and decide for yourself. So I had a job once. Needed one. Money and all that. Yeah. Office admin. I'd heard about offices. I'd heard you needed IT skills, which I had. I'd also heard you needed social skills, which wasn't something that came naturally. I'd never set foot in an office before, so it was difficult to predict what sort of things people who work in offices talk about. I'd heard about banter, you know, sharing a laugh and a joke with work colleagues, often at somebody else's expense. But how did you actually do it? What sort of subjects could you joke about and what was off limits? It was like an unseen exam you couldn't revise for because there was no textbook, no clear rules. All I could do was turn up and hope for the best. I was introduced to the admin team. We exchanged names and talked about the weather, small talk, I'd heard of that, yeah. Someone started talking about The X Factor, you know, the TV show. I'd, I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it. I smiled politely. I'd heard that was the thing to do. There was a coffee break around half ten. I sat with my new colleagues and discussed the relative merits of real sugar versus artificial sweetness. I reached into my pocket for a packet of peanuts I'd brought. Ah, hold your horses there, Frank, someone said. Should have briefed you on this earlier. Um, yeah, we can't have peanuts in here. Susie's got a severe allergy. Susie. She was the one who was rabbiting on about the X Factor earlier on. She looked sheepish. I break out in a rash just from the fumes, she said. Now was my chance to try something out. I bunched my fists over my eyes in a comedy crying gesture. I said, oh, didn't can't eat peanuts. It's like your kryptonite, eh? I could probably 
bump you off with this stuff. Don't get on the wrong side of me, eh? No one laughed. I tried a different tack. <laughs> I jeered playfully. I can eat peanuts and you can't. You don't know what you're missing, man. These things are heavenly. Ever had a Snickers bar now? King of all chocolate bars. Your friends probably try and reassure you that you're not missing out, but they're just being nice. You are missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> How about peanut butter on toast? My God, if I was banned from eating peanut butter on toast for life, what kind of life would that be? I stopped. I'd become so lost in this train of thought that I had my eyes closed. The silence didn't sound good. I opened my eyes to check my colleagues were still there. They were. Uh, just a bit of bounce, I mumbled. Bounce! My line manager bellowed at me later in his office after the story had spread. It's short for... I know what it's short for. You had that poor girl in tears. Look, I said, I realise I came off a little too strong. I'm new to all of this, you see. Frank, he said, I'm just going to have to let you go. No, 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 I said, no. I understand, I messed up first day on the job. But, come on, please don't fire me. I'm not firing you, he said. I'm letting you go up to the fifth floor. What's that, I said, a promotion? No, not at all. You'll be doing the exact same job, only with a different set of colleagues. Colleagues with something of a different social code. They've got bants. Only it's your kind of bants. It's what Gregory in HR refers to as next level cussing. So, off I trotted. I'd been sitting at my new desk for a minute and a half when a passing executive threw himself onto the desk in front of me, slamming my laptop shut. He grabbed me firmly by the nose and yelled, Look at the conk on this, eh, lads? All right, Pinocchio. Told a few Fibberinos this morning, have we? All right, nosey. How do you get around with this thing attached to your face? You look like a drone's crashed into you. You look like the elephant man's ugly brother. You see what I'm trying to say, pal? You got a big nose. I waited patiently for the fingers to leave my face before delivering my calm retort. And you look like you're on your way to an audition for the role of a young Harold Shipman. There was a moment of silence during which I considered adding you know, the serial killer. The place erupted into a chaos of enthusiastic laughter. Managers darted in from other rooms to offer applause. It's weird, but this felt like the first time in my life a whole community of people had accepted and embraced me. That was the high point. It was a two-week contract. By the time it ended, I was longing to be back downstairs, sharing small talk with the mild-mannered admin staff. I confessed this to the girl who sat next to me on the day I left. 
I don't know, I'm like Groucho Marx, I suppose, I said. I wouldn't want to be a member of any club that would have someone like me as a member, you know what I mean? You're very much like Groucho Marx, she replied. The crucial difference being, one of you is one of the most successful and beloved figures in the history of popular culture, and the other is a soon-to-be unemployed waste of space. Hey guys, she called over her shoulder. I got a wannabe comedian over here who reckons he's Groucho Marx. Come and throw some eggs at him.
Chiquillas, ¿les gustaría que el Quique cantara con nosotros y con ustedes? ¿Hacemos cantar al Quique? Quique, ¿dónde está Quique? Acá estoy. Quique, ¿dónde está? ¿Qué me hace cantar a mí? Mire, hay un tema que nosotros lo hicimos hace mucho tiempo, ¿cierto? Que me sé. Es uno, y yo sé que te lo sabes. ¿Sabes? Mira, chiquilla, yo voy a decir así. Tres, cuatro...
This edition is sponsored by the Socialpedia Network, not to be confused with other companies with similar names. Socialpedia, think about that. It's like a cross between, yeah, you guessed it. I probably don't even need to say anything else about this week's sponsor. Um, It is, in my opinion, a very, very bold attempt at combining two very large but previously unrelated aspects of the internet, and in doing so, the creators of this project are taking on a host of corporate giants as well as one of the world's largest non-profits and it's interesting to see where these guys will go with this uh, but do check it out the socialpedia network details on the website um, having looked at it myself i can see the real untapped potential for sticking your nose into other people's business something which the old me would have been well up for. As a matter of fact, the old me is still there and he does pop his head up from time to time and when he heard about the Socialpedia network, Frank couldn't help checking out some details of, you know, some old school friends who generally lack any kind of Facebook or Instagram presence. And God knows where the administrators pulled this information from. I could see everything from their career history to often very personal details about broken marriages, bankruptcies, points on their driving license. Everything's just there. And when I say career history, you don't just see the person's CV. You see the jobs they were turned down for. You don't just find out who they're in a relationship with. You see, all the people they fail to get together with. At times, the Socialpedia network reads like a catalogue of broken dreams. I really don't know where they've got all this information from, but their marketing team have emphatically assured me it's all legal. So, you know, that's okay. But speaking as Lazarus Newman... I do have a few reservations uh, about the ethics of this venture. Invasion of privacy and all that, because Lazarus Newman has a social conscience. Yeah? Just a thought, guys, just a thought. Apologies to 
everyone who got in touch to complain about the quality of our previous sponsor's product, the Emperor's New Sunglasses. Unfortunately, they don't do refunds. So I do feel your pain because they are expensive, aren't they? And they're really not very good at blocking out the sun. It's probably just as well that they pulled out of the show, to be honest with you. They weren't too happy with my description of their product. I thought I was fairly even-handed. I was just trying to make the point that the sunglasses do physically exist. They're not literally invisible. And it sparked off a whole very strange existential debate between myself and the Emperor's new sunglasses marketing team. Well, they started raising points such as, what do we really mean by the word exist? What do we mean when we say literally invisible? We mean exactly that, fellas. The word invisible has a very precise and incredibly straightforward definition. It means something you can't see, unlike your so-called sunglasses, which let me make this absolutely clear to anyone still considering buying a pair, they're not invisible. Case closed. Thank you. Shout out to Marcus in Stoke-on-Trent, who raises a perfectly valid point. He says, if you're calling yourself Lazarus Newman now, is that how you introduce yourself each week at Corrugated Metal Club? And if so, what do your fellow corrugated metal enthusiasts make of your new identity? I'll be honest, Marcus, I think Corrugated Metal Club is a place where Frank can go to simply be Frank without repercussions. It's not really a place for Lazarus. Lazarus isn't really interested in corrugated metal. That's because Lazarus is a girl. Stop it, Frank. Just stop it.
Hi, Liam. I'm so glad I got through to you. I'm a really big fan. I don't know who you are. Well, I'm glad you asked. We're the Comics in Motion podcast, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and most of the podcast platforms. I don't know what you want. It was more just to let you know that we do in-depth weekly reviews of media like movies, TV shows, and games that are based on comic books. We also go into the background of the comics and the production of that media itself. If you're looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. Well, five-star review might be nice, but honestly, there's no money necessary to listen. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Seems a little pretentious. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Well, we're no spring chickens either, to be honest. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Uh, you expecting a different caller from me, maybe? If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. Well, would be nice if you could come and have a listen and even check out our Twitter page at Comics in Motion P. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Uh, okay... Chris, I think this one's for you.
Let's get properly cracking with our new feature, Neutralising Gripes. If you didn't listen to the last edition where I introduced this feature, basically there's a more complicated explanation than this. But fundamentally, Neutralising Gripes is a feature of this show where you, the listener, get in touch to tell me your gripes and I neutralise them. Sceptical? Don't be. Don't be sceptical, just go with it, right? Cauliflower Kate has been in touch to say, Speaking as a parent, I feel genuinely physically uncomfortable whenever I hear the expression, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Even typing these words now is causing me real personal anguish at the very idea. How is it possible for an old-fashioned idiom to cause me to fear for my own child's safety, despite the fact that my own child is 34 years old nice little twist at the end of that story Kate I like that I suppose that's just the power of language though isn't it even a total cliche can be truly evocative how else can you explain the success of Ed Sheeran shut up Frank please you're making yourself sound bitter let Lazarus do the work now okay sorry about that listeners Kate I am now officially neutralizing your gripe you will no longer be bothered by the expression throwing the baby out with the bathwater and this will take effect the next time you hear the following word brian next time you hear the word brian that is to say next time it crops up naturally in conversation that's your gripe neutralized no need to thank me that's not why i do this Although I would appreciate it if you could let me know if this technique of mine actually works because let's be honest, it's a wild swing in the dark and the guys from last time whose gripes I theoretically neutralised have gone a radio silent on me. So who knows? Right, let's smash through a few more before we run out of time. Harpreet in Paris says, I can't stand it when wire coat hangers get bent out of shape because even when you bend it back... The hanger never returns to its original pristine triangle. Um, First of all, Harpreet, other more robust varieties of coat hanger are commercially available. I suggest you invest in a few. But, well, what the hell, while we're on the subject, I might as well neutralise your gripe while you're at it. Consider your gripe neutralised next time you hear 
the following words, I don't know, chrysanthemum. Listen out for that. Charlie in Rotterdam says, personalised licence plates, am I right? Uh, Possibly, Charlie, I haven't really thought about it. Just Charlie's opinion, guys, if anyone out there has chosen to invest in a personalised plate for their motor vehicle instead of, I don't know, donating the money to orphans or something. I personally am totally cool with that. Just know that Charlie in Rotterdam doesn't approve for some reason. It's fine, Charlie, it's fine. Next time you hear the word obsequious, there you go, gripe neutralised. More gripes will be neutralised next time, although saying that, they will not be, because next time, oh my D-A-Z, we are going to do things a little bit differently for episode 20, a special edition indeed. I won't say any more about it now, but what I will say is any fellow podcasters listening out there, it might make you a little green with a certain emotion. I'll say no more than that. Watch out for episode 20.
Brent in Aldershot. Don't ask me how I know this, but that was a damn good tuna sandwich. Keep up the good work. Stephanie in Addis Ababa. Many congratulations on your secret news. Well, news is the wrong word, obviously, because no one's supposed to know. Your name's not Stephanie either, as you know. You know who you are. And just want to say, well played. That was a smart, smart move on your part. Let's see, what else have I got to say to you people now? Oh, yeah, um, thanks to everyone who paid their fines. Your sins are forgiven, my children. Clean slate now, yeah? I'm impressed that everyone willingly did as I asked. Even the lawyer who got in touch last time complaining that my fining system wasn't legally enforceable, he paid his fine in full. Thank you for that. Some people opt for voluntary donations via Patreon or whatever, but what seems to be working for Ragbag at the moment is a system of corporate sponsorship supplemented by an ad hoc financial penalty system. And the only real concern I have is that because this new system is working so well, I'm going to be tempted to deliberately find fault with listeners' messages and end up saying something unreasonable just so I can make a bit of extra money from fines. And part of my reinvention as Lazarus Newman is that I'm only going to get annoyed by something if it's reasonable for me to do so. And part of my development is that I'm learning where the line is between what's socially acceptable and what's not. Anyway, Peter Out in Lisbon says, What's your problem with Ed Sheeran anyway? Just because he's successful don't mean he can't have talent. Let's just stop talking about him, shall we, Peter? It's the second time it's come up this episode now. I don't wish to slag people off. I personally don't connect with Mr. Sheeran's music in the way that many other people seem to. End of story. I think that's reasonable. I do think that's reasonable. Hang on, wait a minute. What did you say your name was? Peter Out. Mate, if you're trying to make some kind of serious point while using what's clearly a joke name and not the most hilarious of puns, it has to be said, you're getting a fine. £45.70, Peter. It's not means tested this time. I just made that figure up on the spot just now. If by any chance Peter Out is your real name, I apologise. I do, I apologise. The fine is no longer payable by you. If Peter Out is indeed the name on your birth certificate, please forward my PayPal details onto your parents and let's double the fine while we're at it. £91.40 for Mr and Mrs Out. Bit of mental arithmetic there. Very impressive, well done. I've impressed myself, £91.40 straight off the bat. Whoa ho. Thank you. 
Right, this is Frank speaking. Lazarus has made me do this as some kind of punishment, I guess. I'm not particularly happy about it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Facebook page is Ragbag Podcast. Look for that on Facebook. My Twitter handle is Ragbag Frank. My website address, frankburton.co.uk. I suppose I'm going to have to change it, aren't I? I suppose I'm going to have to change it to lazarusnewman.co.uk. That's going to cost. That's going to be a real hassle. Maybe we can just keep the domain name that we've got. It's, uh, you know, people have... Frank Burton's easier to spell than Lazarus Newman. Didn't think of that, did I, at the time? Didn't think of that, did you, Lazarus, mate? Nah.
dust that's left There's no work here and we're all worthless Look up all you want, what you need is right below us You fought for many years, dear, and all it's brought is tears And in defeat you put me on the line to ease your fears But thanks for those kind words Thank you for listening. I do hope you enjoyed yourselves and... Um, I do hope you've been enjoying the bonus bags also. We've got another one coming up in a week's time, another bonus bag for you. It's a great one, it really is. As I say, next proper ragbag episode, episode 20, is going to be an extra special one. I know I always say that. I say that every single time we've got a special thing coming up for you here. This actually is a special thing. Okay, listen to it next time. And if you haven't heard the bonus bag that I did with Ethan Uslan yet, get on to that. It's got the first chapter of my new novel, 100. Stop it. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm trying to... I don't like it when the vocal interrupts me. I've got more to say on this subject. Okay, I'll let it play out. It trampled all over me. Right, bit of peace and quiet now that music's finished. I was saying, wasn't I? The bonus bag with Ethan Uslan, the last one. After the music finishes at the end, the theme tune, there's a little sneak preview of my new novel, 100. The first chapter is there. And as a matter of fact, I hope you enjoy If you'd listened to that episode, the Ethan Uslan one, yeah, from the Carolina Shout. It's got a movie star on there as well. There's a movie star on there. I won't tell you which one it is if you haven't heard it. Go on there. There's a movie star on there as well. Yeah? It's a famous guy. It's a movie star. I'm not making it up. <laughs> it's not. Why would I make something like that up? You know what I mean? I know I've had Benedict Cumberbatch on. It's not him. It's a different one. It's an American guy. An American dude. There's the clue. Okay? There's the clue. He's American. What more do you want? Just listen to it. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Just listen to the thing. The bonus bag episode with Ethan Uslan from the Carolina Shout podcast. Featuring a movie star and the first chapter of my new novel. Do you get it now? Good. Ragbag Podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.